There's a lot of talk lately that Web3 culture is dying, but it's far more complicated than that. I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is the Mintmon Podcast. Where we talk all things Web3 and the rise of blockchain gaming. So Rob, is Web3 culture dying? As I just said, it's more complicated than that, John. Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Can we keep that? Okay, before we get into it, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, a five-star podcast review would be great. And you can follow us on Twitter at MintOnePod. So, Rob, uh, this episode was... It was. This episode was your suggestion. So, do you want to go into uh, what we're talking about today? So, I wish I could find this post. I've looked for it for two weeks now. Cannot find it. I mean, not two weeks straight. I've, I've put like maybe five <laughs> minutes into a total, but every now and again, I try and find it, can't find it. It, was, it wasn't it was someone in my network on LinkedIn, but it was someone connected to me through someone else. And they wrote this small, I mean, it, it was a reasonably sized post and it was discussing uh, Web3 culture, which has been such a big part of crypto, NFTs, gaming, everything. Every ecosystem had its own microculture. This Web3 culture was like its identity. It was, it was core to it. And the post was basically saying that Web3 culture is dying and will soon be fully dead. But it's not doing the boring, like, oh, NFTs are dead kind of rubbish. It was a far more nuanced point than that. And I really liked it. And I, I want to discuss it more. And I wish if I can find, if I ever find the post, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but essentially what he was saying is, Web3 culture worked so well because it was kind of the opposite of something. Like most cultures need to be in opposition to something. Not always, but it needs some sort of opposition, some sort of friction working against it. And as blockchain technology and as NFTs become more useful and more integrated into daily life, and we start to forget the the any any of the difficulties we had seeing them integrated and you know the reactions they got there isn't going to be anything for the web3 culture to cling on to it's just the the stuff that works the good stuff is just going to be stuff that you see every day like it's not going to be anything special and then the stuff that like the scammy stuff that's just going to be just scams everything's going to go into boxes that already exist Mm. and there isn't really going to be anything contesting it's like the best example i could think of was when the internet first came about, I mean, I, I kind of missed the very start, but I was there early enough that I know some of this. There was a sort of, there was a sort of culture around people who were using and on, using the internet and online all the time and people that weren't connected to the internet anyway and you'd oh, yeah. be in these chat rooms and that's when things like BRB, LOL, they, those little things, they were born then and they became a little bit like, um, you know, to the moon and stuff like that. It, that was kind of the, the internet era's version of that, which, I mean, has persisted <laughs> to this day. But there was a sort of internet culture. And to be fair, there still is, but it's so big and broad now that it's kind of just culture. It's like mainstream <laughs> culture. But it started off as like a a smaller side thing, like... Like you might get with a, a, a new genre of music or something, it, it had it, it was like its own little ecosystem and it gradually grew until it started to overtake the rest of the world and now it's just everywhere. Yep. And 
I th- I th- at least this is how I take the guy's point was that's just gonna happen to web three we're, we're just gonna bleed it's gonna bleed into normal life and then it's just there isn't gonna be this hardcore web three culture and I've been thinking a lot about that it, is that a good thing is it true I think I mean I think it probably is true but is, is it a good thing is web three culture in general uh, a positive or a negative uh, some people see it as really alienating and I had a meeting this week actually discussing um, Web3 projects and they said that uh, it, Web3, this is so ironic as well, Web3 seemed like a wall, walled garden, mm. which is the most ironic statement given the whole premise of Web3 is kind of like the borderless <laughs> um, yeah. approach. And so, yes, this episode, I just kind of want to discuss Web3 culture, where it's going, if it's going to continue to exist um, and our feelings on it. So... That's my opening monologue. What um, what are your feelings on Web3 culture? Well, speaking from the culture point of view, I think there's a lot of parallels between the early days of the internet and the early days of blockchain tech. And then, you know, the NFT craze that popped up a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I think if we, if we go all the way back to kind of the birth yeah. of blockchain, you know, it was created as this antithesis to banking. You know, this distrust of the financial systems after what happened in 2008... <laughs> And, you know, this need for something that's independent of control, independent of governments and the financial institutions that were already there um, in the world. So it kind of started as this counterculture movement. And I I don't know if the Internet way back in the day was a seen as counterculture um i'm far too young to have any knowledge i knew that that. i set myself (laughs) up for it to be fair but yeah a little bit but it's um it's uh, especially (laughs) blockchain this modern day very much was and it's strange that you know barely 12 13 years after this birth of a new industry we've gone from vehemently counterculture and you know wanting to be independent of everything to now very much wanting to be a part of the mainstream and wanting to work with governments and banks and other mainstays that everyone else is uh, is used to Mm. and i think culture is one of those things that at least in my eyes is going to fall by the wayside as kind of a victim of that um you know way back in the day and again i'm it's not like i experienced this but from what i've heard and read and understand you know people that were the early adopters of the internet did come up with phrases like uh, lol and brb and you know text speak and stuff and the everyday person in the street would be like well what is this it's gibberish and then Ever so slowly, you know, internet speak um, got amalgamated into what everyday people know and understand. And I feel that some Web3 terminology and some Web3 phrases and terms have begun to become assimilated into everyday speak. You know, I think it was, yeah. was it last year or the year before where NFT was like Colin's word of the year. Uh, and then now yeah, Web3 is, right. is a term that's now... Uh, I wouldn't say widely understood, <laughs> but widely, 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 widely <laughs> used and known. Yeah. yeah, and you know, there's this again, this assimilation of of culture of what was once a niche culture into what is now the everyday. Um, when you started making your point, I was thinking about uh, kind of the very passionate cultures that popped up around uh, the Wax blockchain and VV and Polygon and Immutable and all these yeah. different chains and projects back in the day. It wasn't too long ago that Polygon and Immutable were seen as a war. You know, it was yeah. two two people looking to capture the same um, market share in a very competitive yeah. industry. And then, oh, all of a sudden they're working together and everyone's yeah. 
hunky dory and uh, you know way back when i started getting involved in the wax blockchain and there's this very passionate kind of distrust and anger between the wax and the vv communities that wasn't helped by particular individuals saying that particular chains are a crock of shit but anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems like nowadays there's much much less of that discourse whether that's because there's far less people going to war on either side or whether it's just because the, the industry as a whole has matured and grown i'm not sure mm. um but it, it does seem that we're going the way of these very close-knit communities kind of fading away a little which uh, is a shame but is it just a sign of us becoming a part of the mainstream now yeah so you mentioned something just before we come on air and i stopped you because i wanted to talk about it on air but you said <laughs> um that well I, I think you kind of prompted a thought in me you, you were talking about um the culture becoming mainstream mm. and i said that i think that's pretty singular um I'm not. I haven't thought this all through, but it, it feels it feels unusual for what started as a counterculture to yearn sure. to become the mainstream. Well, like, yep. so I think it's with the internet and um, gaming as well, which I'm going to come back to. It it was originally the, perhaps not counterculture, but it was a, a it was a subculture. It was its own little bubble, yep. and <clears throat> I think. The companies that were investing heavily in it, that were building it, they wanted to be mainstream, obviously. The yep. top wanted to be mainstream. I'd say that's probably true for most of crypto. Obviously, Bitcoin was created without that in mind. It, it was meant to run um, in complete opposition to modern banking. So perhaps the vision from Satoshi was was never to integrate any real banks. But the users itself... When you're part of a culture, part of a, cup, uh, a subculture or a counterculture, I don't think you yearn to be mainstream. Like that's yep. that seems an unusual one, and yet that's exactly what Web three was. Like all we've ever talked about is, oh, imagine if the bank started doing this, or imagine if Sony did this, and yep. everything I've said has basically happened. Like I, I remember saying about, oh, imagine if Sony started working on. Um, their own blockchain technology and then they released those patents imagine if um, banks had bitcoin etfs uh, is happening like yep. everything we thought was kind of outlandish has has happened and and we all yearned for it the the thing is that the more mainstream adoption we get the less identity web3 has yep. and i should point out we have a podcast on web3 <laughs> so <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, it may have a shelf life, but we have to pay Maybe. But I mean, it, it, drawing another parallel to countercultures, you know, I've been, uh, you know, a metalhead my entire life. You know, yeah. I associate with the goths and the emos and, you know, all of those people that dye their hair. And I mean, I'm wearing a hat. You but, do you know, dye your hair. I, 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 <laughs> you know, that's very much yeah. me. But I, I wouldn't say that, you know, people of that subculture necessarily want to be part of the mainstream. It's very much the opposite. You exactly. know, any any mainstream brand or personality that tries to lean into it by making, you know, merch that vaguely leans on that subculture is, you know, pounded on. It's like, oh, we hate this stuff. You know, why are you trying to be one of us? And it's very odd that we are taking a very, or very much the direct opposite approach with... 
um, the assimilation of Web3 into the mainstream. And all of this is kind of endemic, or at least from my point of view, um, of an industry that's always yearned for legitimacy. And I think it started becoming more so that way when the first blockchain games were starting to come to prominence. There was very much this oh, we'll be able to build something that's on par with what you'll see or on par or surpass what you'll see on console or these AAA games you get on PC. And Mm. obviously these games would never or were not living up to that mantra, but there was very much this push to associate all of these new exciting ideas that were being built around the established (laughs) quality that people had come to expect. Mm. Um and yes, a lot of it, I think, was hype cycles. But I think this situation we're in now where we're talking about culture as something that's ebbing away is kind of a result of us trying to, well, not us, but you know, particular people in the industry trying to um, grab onto this legitimacy on things that just flagrantly were not legitimate. Uh, yeah. And then we end up in a situation today where some yes. of these words and phrases that those projects were using are now starting to be picked up by other people and assimilated in other ways so it's a it's a very odd turn of events to go from two three years ago um you know these first projects yearning for legitimacy primarily from people that had no interest in actually being legitimate <laughs> sure <laughs> to today where as a collective i think the majority of people within the web3 community are very much no longer the counterculture folk you know we're very yeah. much of the mind that this technology or you know some of these project projects products processes whatever it is um is of use to wider society whether it is or not up for debate yeah. <laughs> but i think we'd probably both agree that the technology as a whole probably has some benefit to the wider world quite exactly where that is and in what form it takes is still up for debate but yeah. there's still the hope there which is what everyone wants to grasp onto yeah well i mean i i think the technology is integrating pretty pretty nicely into various areas i i wonder if there's perhaps a difference between web3 folk and crypto folk mm. there's obviously a lot of overlap i think it's kind of a venn diagram but i wonder if there's there is a a, a difference in that and also I'm not sure I can think of an industry that started less legitimately than crypto. I mean, given the first uses of a Bitcoin, basically propped up Silk Road. So, yeah. It and this is it took a, a long while for it to shed that reputation for being shady underworld. I mean, I remember in I think I wrote an article in like 2021 about um, a, was it Chainalysis or Masari report where they tried to trace as many crimes to, to crypto as they could and then compare it to fiat currencies. And the the difference was wild. People thought mm. that crypto would be involved in illicit activities at a far higher degree than fiat currencies. And it was nowhere near. I mean, nowhere near. The fiat currencies were being used in huge quantities for crime and Bitcoin, which could be traced... I mean, if you catch a criminal with Bitcoin, you can see its whole history. You can't do that with a bank exactly. note. You can trace no. it exactly where it's been. So it's far easier to trace it. And yet still, it, it didn't have anywhere near that. So we've had this reputational issue for a long, long time. And it wasn't really an issue when people didn't want to be... It, it was just... It was counterculture. Bitcoin was counterculture. 
when people were just using it, a, a lot of the people in the early days of Bitcoin were using it to buy and sell whatever they could. They just wanted Pizza. to use it constantly. They weren't hoarding it. There was no hodling, which is yeah. another example. <laughs> it, they were using it because that was the purpose. Um, there's a person who a friend of mine knows, and he's in the Michael Lewis book about SPF that's just come out. Uh, a guy called Zane, who's been around since the early days, like 20, I think 13, 14 is when he started mm. working in, in crypto. And he used to pay for everything with Bitcoin. Like he was, he was not interested in, I mean, he probably held a lot and he made a lot of money, but he was, he was spending it. He, you know, I yeah. wouldn't, would you buy a pizza with Bitcoin right now? No. I, I, there's no, there's no chart, no shot. Cause I, I, I'll just be constantly thinking, what if in 10 years I just pay 400 pounds for a pizza? <laughs> like well, yeah. I'd always be thinking that. Um, but it's a, it, it's a strange journey, but it, I think probably the crypto folk were less, but I don't know actually, because Although they didn't want it to be mainstream to begin with, once Bitcoin caught some wind and started rising and they realized how much money they had, yeah. um, like people in the early Bitcoin days were making fortunes the more yep. mainstream it became. So it has, for most of crypto's life, it has been trying to become more mainstream while its identity is tied up in being anti-mainstream in many ways it, and mm. like uh, the person said on the meeting it, it was uh, a walled garden and, and still sometimes it is where uh, it, which is linked to the tribalism we've talked about between ecosystems where like do you remember between you mentioned Vivi and Wax those two communities had zero overlap they, <laughs> yeah. they were working for similar goals and they yeah. wanted the same things and yet they were just I mean, at loggerheads 24-7. And it was true of of most places. And I think it was really probably Ripple that started pushing crypto towards legitimacy. And then, as you say, with the, the games that have been coming out, we've just been seeing more legitimate examples of blockchain use. And this is where we... Yeah. I, I think that the mystery man on LinkedIn yeah. is completely right about the trajectory of Web3 culture, which is it kind of peaked with the all-time highs. Mm -hmm. And now I don't think, let's, I, I still think there'll be another bull run. I think it's probably further away than people realize, mm -hmm. but let's just presume there will be another bull run. I don't think Web3 culture will look anything like it did in 2021. No. Which is weird. Like, <laughs> that's weird, right? Yeah, it's very strange. Although I think it's tied to the people that create that culture i think we've mm. kind of done an inverse bell curve in terms of the people that are within the blockchain slash web3 not to my mic Oops, blockchain that. slash web3 space because yeah. way back in the day um it was you know very technologically minded folk who oh. could understand mm. the bitcoin white paper and had to know what they were doing otherwise you couldn't really get involved in bitcoin at all you yeah. know you had to be very technologically minded and then we went through the kind of 2019 to 2021 where a lot of people with a lot less technological knowledge came into the space but leaned on the ideas and the foundations that all of the technologically minded people had come up with before them and then used them as you know a jumping pad to create mostly scams and projects and, yeah. and all this yeah. kind of thing and now because the money isn't in the space right. all of those people that are trying to make a quick buck are no longer here but we're seeing a new yeah. influx of people that do have the technical knowledge and you know developers and visionaries and the people that are creating 
um, you know, new games, usually jumping across from established game studios and uh, from other industries into Web3 because they realize or have noticed a potential use for this technology and want to be one of the people that builds it. Mm. Um, so it, it seems that way back in the day, there was... There was a culture, but it was a brand new. It was a brand new thing. It was a very small amount of people. So, of course, if you've got a tight knit group, there's going to be culture there. And then it exploded into a lot of people that didn't have technological prowess. So, what they just did is talk a lot. <laughs> yep. If you talk a lot, then you're going to come up with some things that get spread around and that sure. people pick up. And um, where we are today is with a lot more technologically minded people again. So, you know, they're not people that get to spend all day sitting in Discord or on Twitter just typing out memes and and all this kind of thing. You know, they were actually focused on building what they perceive to be um, valuable for the future. So we're not seeing as many of, you know, these Twitter accounts that... I mean, I, I went through my Twitter follow list on my personal Twitter not too long ago, and a lot of the accounts I followed back in, you know, 21, 22 that were posting every single day are just mm. dead. They've disappeared. Yeah. And... um you know, there's it does give the space a little more of a, an air of legitimacy. Now there's not so many scammers running around, um, but it seems you can't really catch a break if you look at the mainstream news because, of course, we're all just talking about SBF is now in jail and etc. 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 But it does give time for the legitimate people to build, which is is kind of what we need. But I do agree. I think if we do have another ball run, I'm kind of fifty fifty on whether we will have one. Um, it will look very very different, both from a how many people are actively using the technology and also from a, a culture point of view. I don't think there's going to be anywhere near as much of this brigading or, or you know, walling off of particular uh, blockchains or chains or, or any of this. It, it should, fingers crossed, hopefully be much more of an, an open forum in that respect. Yeah, well, I, I agree. And I think part of the reason uh, another bull run would look completely different is the success cases are completely different right now to how well, they've they've always been if you look at the the games and let's just let's just look at games because it's what we know the most about um so Absolutely. if you look at axie infinity was i mean a, an incredible arc and it, incredible to see what it did who it affected how it came to prominence and it was loud like everyone yeah. was talking about it there was documentaries Every major, I, I bet you, if you go on everything from BBC News, Sky News, New York Times, if you type in Axie Infinity, I bet you find stories. Oh, it absolutely. Was, it was loud because it was interesting and it was singular. And you had all these like disciples behind Axie Infinity, which you, you've still got some of them. Um, whereas now we're seeing success cases. I wrote an article yesterday about this. We're seeing incredibly impressive success cases of blockchain games nobody's talking about them i don't see any i don't see anything written about them uh, now and again a little news piece pr but no no big outlets are talking about it uh for example the one i wrote, wrote about yesterday is mythical games so yep. nfl rivals is officially licensed nfl game kind of the spiritual successor to nfl blitz which is a very <laughs> old game arcade nfl game which was it was really good fun um so they launched that on Apple and Android. It's had over 2 million downloads. Yeah. It's had 15 million games. It, it was the number one sports game on Apple. It was Apple's game of the week last week. It's doing things that people haven't seen with blockchain games at all. It's absolutely unprecedented. Yep. You cannot tell 
the the things you own at NFTs. All it says is um, why does so they tweeted this? They said why does NFL have its own marketplace, the mythical marketplace? And they just say you can do P two P trading. You can sell your stuff. You can buy other oh, cards. Yeah. You can trade with your friends. <laughs> That's which is exactly exactly right. I'm oh, a god like. 10 out of 10 it, mythical games you've played that you've played that exactly how it should exactly how skyweaver did and we praised them for like a year and yeah. a half ago um but the thing is that, so just to add to this my friend's a big nfl fan so i messaged him yesterday after i wrote the article and i said why don't you have a look at this game because he's a gamer as well and i was like yeah. have a look at this game see what you think he's been playing it all morning and he's like oh it's amazing i love it and then i said to him um did you know all the players at nfts he's like uh, I guess from basically from what I said, but you couldn't tell. Like, th there's nothing that says NFT that you don't mm -hmm. realize you're holding any NFTs, but you are. Yeah. Um, this is the big difference: blockchain, NFTs, crypto tokens. They're no longer USPs. They're no longer being used as the selling point for that game, as as was the case with Axie Infinity. And that's not criticizing Axie. They timed it very well, and it was. It was a way of, of selling that game, and it did very well for all those reasons. But now that's gone. Like the, Now the tech isn't that new anymore. We just need to see its utility. And they've implemented it in NFL Rivals, as well as Nitro Nation, a new game which has already done half a million downloads. They're just killing it. Blancos is now going to mobile as well, because they've realized that mobile is... Presumably, they've realized that mobile is where they're getting all their bread. Um, and... They are absolutely killing it, but very, very quietly. And this is the difference. Quietly Quiet. doesn't attract Web3 culture. Quietly yeah. doesn't attract its own crowd. They're getting their players on merit alone. Gameplay merit alone. The game's good. People are enjoying it. You can trade and sell your own cards. Awesome. Like, it's just working. But you can't have a culture around that. The culture will be NFL players and maybe gaming. Yeah. That's it. Maybe even people who collect, like baseball cards or whatever maybe they'll want to collect the special edition because i think they're doing special edition cards of the nfl players so yeah. perhaps you get collectors as well but there's they're, they're not remotely appealing to crypto bros they're not yeah. remotely appealing to web3 gamers i mean they're getting some but but i all the web3 influencer like gamer influencers i follow i mean there's so so many i follow like bryson stash even um like that juice squad like kg and and people I haven't seen any of them mention NFL rivals, no. and which and is it's, and it's number one. Like let's not let's not beat around the bush. It is number one for blockchain games on stats alone. I don't I yeah. don't believe the people that are saying they're beating um, Mythical's numbers, and there are games that say they have fifty million players, whatever. I don't I don't believe you. I, there's not the you're always very difficult to get evidence out of, and the stats don't really follow it. Whereas you can look at Google Play and see how many downloads each of their games has. Nitro, Nitro Nation has been out, what, two weeks? It's got over 500,000 downloads on Google Play alone. You can see those numbers. So they're not, they're not faking anything. You, you can see it. And, but all of this success is quiet from the Web3 standpoint. So yep. I think that's indicative of where the culture is going. There's nothing for the culture to hang on to. The, you know what are they singing about because the the very thing they would sing about isn't singing about the thing that the web3 gamers love do you know what, do you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's not important to them as a company it's just uh, something doing its job like okay. you know unreal engine 
most games don't sing every day about how they're built on Unreal Engine. They'll go, they, they might say, oh, Unreal Engine 5.3 because the graphics are amazing. But yep. they'll say it once. They're not going to ram it down your throat and there's not going to be an Unreal Engine 5.3 culture. <laughs> <that's built laughs> no, no. I think what, what I would say is obviously because the Web3 ecosystem as a whole has been in decline for a long time and a lot of the people have disappeared, mm. it doesn't make much sense for anyone who is building a game with this technology to necessarily appeal to those people because That's there's true. not many That's of true. them left. Mm. Um, but I, I, whilst you were talking, I just went um, on YouTube and looked at some of um, you know some of the crypto gaming influencers that I know and love. Some of them are still still going very strong. I see Stash is still uploading Stash like is still three, working three videos a week, which is great. Yeah. On-chain gaming, his most recent video is titled A Message to the Western Church. I'm not even going to... Try and go into what in the hell's happened to that. I'm watching channel. that straight after this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 bizarre. And again, you mentioned Skyweaver. I think we said back in the day that they were ahead of the curve in eliminating Absolutely. any references to the technology. And it seems that yeah, they they definitely were. It's I wonder if if Skyweaver kind of re-released today whether they would pick up uh, a bunch of players just from the TCG crowd. I think they probably would because the the gameplay is mm. pretty strong. But uh, anyway, it's. As you said, uh, and I agree with you, the terms blockchain, NFT, Web3, they're not market movers anymore. They're just terms, you know, and NFT doesn't necessarily signify something new and exciting anymore. If anything, to the general public, it signifies that something's probably a scam, which is not Yeah, it has negative connotations, for sure. Um, And which is why a lot of the games that are being built with this technology... Uh, go NFL rivals are just ignoring it entirely and I'm sure that with Sony's patents on the technology that I, I don't believe their patents referenced any NFT or Web3 terminology was, did they but it, it was, was very basically cleverly worded basically yeah. blockchain tech and um, I don't think they've put that to use anywhere yet to knowledge yet. but I think whenever they do they'll go the same route as NFL rivals <laughs> and just not reference it mm. and Whereas if you were embedded in a very close-knit community such as WAX, such as VB, such as IMX at a particular point in time, um, you would argue that, oh, there, there is a culture. There's plenty of people that are passionate about the platform and the marketplaces and the games, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's just seemed to have all ebbed away now. And yeah. that... I think some people will regard that as a negative, that, oh, this community used to have 10,000 people in it and now it has 20 um, mm. which is probably a, an accurate comparison in terms of numbers for some communities. But anyway, yeah. I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if it means that, you know, the technology, which at the end of the day is what we should all care about, um, is breaching into the mainstream. Uh, there are people, obviously t- still people in the space that are clinging on to the idea that uh, you can make oodles of money <laughs> through investing in this one new coin that nobody's heard about mm. um but it's nice to be se- seeing much less of that and to in the background at least on, on pr newswire and you know whatever other platforms people are using now that the quietly in the background we're seeing the kinds of developments that we'd like to see um even on like decrypts gg platform gg by decrypt um the, the most of what they talk about is not a lot to do with blockchain games. I mean, their, their most recent article is talking about Rocket League um, banning item trading. Oh, P2P, which, which incidentally <laughs> has become a conversation about Web3. 
Yeah, I mean, they've titled their article, or oh, Rocket League of, uh, Rocket League players revolt over item trading ban. Do NFTs fix this? Oh, right. Um, so they, they did use that angle, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to lean into it. But, yeah, I, I don't know if NFTs are the answer. I mean, knowing... Yeah, I guess this article is supposed to kind of lean more into people that may not know too much about NFTs because that, that question as the headline, if you know much about Web3, doesn't make too much sense. Then anyway, I, I think it's it's nice to see that NFTs and Web3 are being placed into these conversations as a solution to problems rather yep. than, oh, look at this crypto project that's trying to get you to spend two and a half grand on some digital item. I mean, I speak as someone that bought a blockchain brawler back in the day. So I spoke to a friend about this the <laughs> no, other day. I've, yeah. I've, I, I've been burned by this. So, you know. Well, it's, um, it's now... Uh, Embargo. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never okay, mind. never mind. Um, <laughs> Nearly got sued. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's it, it's just a very... It, it, I've said before on this podcast, it seems like nothing's happening in the last year. But in the background, there's a lot happening. Yeah. It's just the, the lot of it that's happening is not exciting to everyday people and probably to a lot of the early podcast listeners we had, if I'm quite... If I'm being honest. Yeah, you maybe, know, a maybe. lot of them wanted to hear about cool new games and things they can make money off of and yeah. that isn't happening but behind the scenes there's so much going on and it's it's going to be an exciting 2024 ahead of us it's, it's weird that we can now start talking about that because it's mid-october yes, now it is but um i think once I, I don't think all of the malarkey about um sbf uh, and ftx and other acronyms uh, are going to go away anytime soon because you know the idea that some twenty-something stole nine figures of money is appealing to media. Um, oh, but I'm hoping that you know, as um, Decrypt have put Web three and NFTs into the conversation about Rocket League's changes, we're going to see more of that kind of thing as we move into next year and more legitimate projects come to the fore. It, um, it seemed like early 2022 in particular, I was writing no end of articles about staff moving from Ubisoft and mm, from other yeah. AAA studios and creating same. their own thing and we're building this cool game. Um, but all of them pretty much said the same thing. It's like, we're announcing we're doing this, but don't expect anything from us in the next two years. Mm, um, yeah. And hopefully we'll start to see some of those projects come to the forefront sooner rather than later and then we'll have something a bit more positive to talk about. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think um, I think some people are going to be really would be really disappointed if Web three culture just kind of fell away and disappeared. I'm not one of them. Um, Meaning, I, I I was never. I didn't really click with it. I don't know if it was age or or what, but I mean, it wasn't age because I, we we used to talk to people that would say like GM every morning, and I hated it, yeah. and. I just I felt like a lot of Web three culture was just window dressing and getting excited about things that nothing. might move the market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now now nothing is moving the market, or at least not moving it up. Um, they there's just no there's no buzz, and I think I think that shows that it was. I mean, this is bold. <laughs> I think that shows that in a way it was a hollow culture. Because oh, it was a hundred percent. If you look at Let's look at metal music, right? So, <laughs> metalheads, whether like if all of a sudden 
the top metal bands were, you know, outed as awful sex offenders or which I'm sure has happened many times. But you know, like if the bands started taking really big hits, yeah. Metalheads don't care less about metal because some oh, of the no. bands going down. Like there's a core, there's something underneath all of the bluster. People love metal music. Whereas I don't think people are like, I just love blockchain. <laughs> like they, 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 they weren't engaging with it in that way. They loved no. what it could do for their life in, in financially. They loved that suddenly they made a load of money and that they bought a picture of a procedurally generated rabbit and it went up to like 50 grand or something. They, they were, they yep. were enjoying the, the fruits of it, but they weren't, there was nothing underneath it. They weren't. Like for me, I got into, and I think this is true of you as well, even though we came at it originally from different, different angles, I liked what blockchain was could do for the things I love. So yeah. uh, initially it was gaming, but also photography. It, it solved a lot of problems for photographers because of digital art being impossible to sell for any real money because yep. you couldn't prove the provenance and, and, and everything. And and in gaming, the same sort of things with items, as well as um, there are certain gameplay modes like extraction shooters, which we're seeing um, Dr. Disrespect do with Dead Drop. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could just see how it could infuse games and improve it. And that's what that's I found it exciting, which is why I'm still here when the hype's gone, because yeah. that hasn't changed. I enjoyed the hype. I enjoyed seeing my crypto wallet's value go up every day. But the technology was what kept me here and has what what has continued to keep me here whereas i don't think a lot of the people i mean you can tell by how quiet it is that it's just not that's just not the case anymore like you uh, throw up a gm now you're going to get like three back but you throw, but throw up a gm in the middle of 2021 then my god like you had 50 new friends it, it was just <laughs> it was the strange. easiest way to gain twitter traction ever yeah just two letters every day <laughs> there but you go it, it was crazy like people were so so engaged with it um and really they were all yearning for their own demise <laughs> because <laughs> yeah as soon as it started becoming mainstream then they're not part of this counterculture they're nope. not part of a niche anymore they're it's yeah it's nope. it's just a it's a strange time um and i just wonder what it's going to look like in in a year or two which we always wonder to be fair yeah it gets to a ramp's time every year and we, <laughs> we, wonder, <laughs> we wonder what it'll be like in a year um I imagine our predictions last year are going to be pretty rough to listen back yeah, to. I, I, but that's for December. I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, but. No. I think, if I remember rightly, I was way too positive two years ago. So last year I started undershooting. But I still don't think I undershot enough oh, God. To, for it not to be embarrassing. But we'll yeah. get to that in uh, in December. But yeah, Web3 Culture, the clickbaity title of Is It Dying? Yes, but not, not because it's it's hard. It's hard to put a nice little soundbite on it because it is dying. But it's not. It's not dying. Because it's dying. But it's what was underneath. It was awful, and and mm. now it's gone. It, it wasn't like a fad. But the, I was just trying to think of a fad to say. The only one I could think of was <laughs> was pogs. <laughs> I haven't thought right. about pogs in twenty years. I mean, cogs is a thing on wax, so there you go. Go, go drop all your cryptocurrency into that. Wow. But, I mean, uh, but yeah, it, um, it, it was just <laughs> that's that's really thrown me through a loop. I need to go on eBay and um, buy some pogs. Oh God! <laughs> spend an afternoon in my, in my garden with my pogs. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. web feed culture is dying, but not. But it's it's, it's not, not as a severe bad as thing. That. Yeah. No, it, it's not. It's not an end of days, you no. know, scenario. It's, it's, 
at least I, I can say it for myself. I hated Web3 culture. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be a part of it. And I think if it's gone, good riddance, because we don't need it. It's actively unhelpful. It gives the industry a bad name. It draws people into the industry that are here for the wrong uh, reasons. You know, and some of those people are still around that are all like, oh, hey, top five coins will blow up in 2024. Like, go away. Yeah. Nobody wants you here. You're, I mean, some people do, the people that want to make money. But any of us that are actually trying to build something innovative and new and this, that is genuinely of benefit to people, you're not doing anything to for the industry as a whole, let's yeah. say. And, um, you know, whereas, yes, there's less people here. Uh, I'd like to think that the people that are still here are people that do genuinely care about the technology and not about how much their bags have gone well, up. I mean, why, That's why always would you nice. be here? Why would you be no, here well, right now? Exactly. Um, or, unless you have, like, the patience of a saint and you genuinely believe that all of your <laughs> wax entities or Ethereum entities are going to be 10x what their current price is. Yeah, yeah. there's no... Full soft no cost fallacy. You're just never no, going to leave. You're going to stay on this ship until it goes under. No, I mean, I resigned myself to the fact that all of the NFTs I bought six months ago are never going to go back to those prices ever again. You know, my cool cat is worth less than a quarter of what it is when I bought it. I I don't even want to talk about my blockchain controller. Um, but I mean, I, I think I've got several thousand wax NFTs. None of them are worth anything remotely close to what I would have bought them for. But yeah. but it's, it's funny, if you look at, um, if you look at Atomic Hub and you look at the, like, the trading volumes on each chain... Uh, just on Atomic Hub, yeah. it's all gaming now. It's all utility. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, which shows that, you know, perhaps the art NFTs really are, uh, you may never recover that unless they're special in some way. Like they have some cultural significance, which we've talked about before, such as Bored Apes. I mean, Bored Apes is also going to have utility. It already does, but it's going to have more real, like traditional utility with, with the other side, Metaverse and stuff. But, um, and like, you know, punks I, I they i think the things that the things that represent a milestone in history will retain value but i think most of like the generative collection is good i, I hated them at the time i said this at the time you, <laughs> you why are you buying into it? i understand why they're selling it i don't know why you're buying it yeah um but the gaming stuff i mean who knows that that, that may end up going up um, I think I think gaming mm. loyalty and entertainment are probably the new trifecta for where blockchain is yeah. heading. Entertainment is a good call as well. Yeah, I think art and photography. There's very specific scenarios where it could be helpful. I think it's just one of ones. Like if you're a photographer that yeah. you know, if you're a well-known photographer and you want to sell copyright rights or you know some sort of exclusivity to one person to use those photos then sure create turning your photos into nfts as a way of doing that and a way of yeah. providing provenance on the blockchain um but it's yeah, not gonna yeah, sp I, I spark a bull run no it's definitely not in a situation where you can just create something on paint oh. and start selling it for a hundred dollars which it seems weird to think that two years ago that's the position we were actually in um yeah. but i thought it was weird yeah. when it was happening we were pretty yeah. vocal about the bad collections making making money. I remember the. Yeah, um, do you remember the GameStop uh, marketplace launching? Oh, and God. me saying to you, at least six of the top ten collections on the first day were AI generated. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, people uh, didn't have access to like it was all done on Dolly uh, Two. I think. Dolly Two. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, people didn't have access to it, or people. It wasn't as big as it is like now. Everyone knows AI image yeah. generation, but back then it wasn't. But still. 
just complete rubbish selling for I think I've still got something on there. I don't even know if I can get it out anymore. It's dead. But uh Well I think one yeah. of my one of my final points on the art front is I I'm sure I would have said this back in twenty twenty one and many other people will have done too, is that oh Web three has brought about this revival in the value of art. And, you know, all these people that forever had, like, uh, were artists and were creating great work but could get no money for it all of a sudden have this avenue to make money. Um, I'm probably in the complete opposite camp today in that, thankfully, we're in a point where because anyone can make something that looks decent with AI, those things aren't selling anymore. And I'm very thankful that that's the case. No, I I guess I was lucky when I came into the Web3 space initially in 2021 that the artists that I did decide to buy work off of were people that were doing stuff that was actually innovative and not just, uh. hey, I can make something on MS Paint. Uh. Yeah. Stuff like um, Crypto Swatch, who's making like animated tattoo flash. Like that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's something that's kind of innovative. And, you know, there's some, you know, anime style artists and stuff that are doing some really cool stuff. Um, but now that AI has come to the fore and you can just type three words into mid-journey and come out with something that's better than what 95% of people can draw or create, um, not as many people are buying the absolute trash <laughs> that was been on uh, NFT marketplaces for years, which is, a, which is a great thing in my eyes. And I think we've established more of a sense of normality uh, and gone come back to, the, um, to a point where it's, um, there's value attached to a meritocracy now. Where if yeah. you are an outstanding photographer or an outstanding artist, then you can find value for your work, and you're not being outbid by someone who can, uh, you know, type a few words into a generator and then stick it up yeah. on an NFT marketplace. <laughs> I think, there we go. ironically, when the the dust has settled, I think the digital art community may well be enriched by the advent of blockchain technology. I think when everything calms back down. Yeah. And we're back at the baseline. Mm. Digital art still has improved by what happened, even if it was, you know, ridiculous speculation and spike and spikes and craziness. Once the dust has settled, you are left with a way of buying and owning digital art because digital art has had a culture for a long, long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And now they they they've got slight more slightly more utility to what they do. So I think perhaps that's one of the the few cultures that will, given enough time. Um, come off better uh, off the the back of Web3. But Web3 culture as a whole, not so much. Stick in the bin. Well, it it just doesn't have a place anymore. It doesn't count. It's not opposite to anything. It doesn't really stand for anything. It's like like being a culture for electricity. (laughs) That's a very good way of putting it, actually. We we don't... Like, we love electricity. It's great, but... I, I don't want to start a club about it. <laughs> you know? No, I don't think many people would join if you did. No. Um, but yeah, I think that was a pretty good wrap up on the state of culture right now. And, uh, yeah. and well, at least in my books, thank <laughs> fuck that it's disappearing. But <laughs> I mean, we'll leave well, that I'm up gonna, to... Well, I'm not going to miss GM, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, hey, if you as a listener have a different opinion on web free culture, then do yeah. let us know in the comments or uh, you know, on Twitter, at MitmorePod and all that good stuff. Um, but until we get those uh, angry messages from you guys, Rob, where can we find you? Uh, I don't know if I want to say off the back of that, but you can find me at uh, tokengamer.io for the latest blockchain gaming news. And we also talk a lot about uh, Web3 as a whole. So 
and perhaps that will change over the years. But really, I'm interested in talking about uh, technologies applications in gaming. Um, we've got some absolutely awesome interviews coming up, including Dude. one that has been in the works for about three months. Um, one of the biggest games to release in 2023. And um, one of the people responsible for some very cool tech in that game um, has had a conversation with me. But we had to get it cleared by about nine different people. Um, oh, my God. The, the corporation, I can't name anything, but the corporation uh, that controlled this game, whoa, they are they are not easy to work with. They are very, um, very stressful. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of very interesting interviews coming, so keep an eye out for that. Uh Little side point news. Um, we are no longer a block producer. Um, Token Gamer is no longer a block producer. Wax. TokenGamer.io is going nowhere. Token Gamer as a whole is going nowhere. I'm going nowhere and unless unforeseen acts of God. Um, but we're not uh, a block producer anymore. There isn't some big drama or story really behind it. It was becoming um, less viable for us to do and we were having to spend a lot of time on it and uh, obviously, with crypto markets down, it doesn't pay as much as we needed to really carry on growing in all directions. So, um, yeah, that's uh, the people in the guild public might have already seen it. But um, yeah, we're going nowhere. We're just not um, a block producer for Wax anymore. But Wax has still a full roster and people in the wings waiting. So um, it doesn't affect Wax in any way, shape, or form. And we still like Wax. Anyway, John, where can people <laughs> find you? Uh, um, your point about getting uh, an interview cleared reminds me of so many interviews I did over my time at NFT Insider that I had to throw in the bin because particular people wouldn't clear particular mm. people to say particular things. And yep. so I, I commend you for spending three work, uh, three months on getting a, it's been an hard. interview out. But there we go. Uh, for me personally, it is at HydroPowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D on pretty much everything. Twitter is the best platform. Um, right now, I'm still looking for new opportunities. So, um, you know, if you're looking for content, community marketing, biz dev, etc., in Web3, then um, pop me a message. I'm more than happy to have a chat. Um, in the meantime, I'm building Top Splits, which is my uh, YouTuber channel for all things racing games and sim racing. I've um, been doing a lot of Forza related content with the uh, Forza Motorsport reboot release. So, I've uh, been making a lot of people angry with some clickbaity video titles, <laughs> which like is. Uh, which is perfect, but we've got plenty more on the way. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all from me. So thank you very much for watching episode 82 of the Mint One podcast. Uh, once again, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, a five-star podcast for you would be great. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mint One Pod. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. And we hope you tune in again next week.